You're listening to episode number six of the High Fiber Podcast. Hello and welcome back, my beautiful friends. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about something a bit more personal, I guess, but something that's really close to my heart and something that I have quite a bit of experience in. So let's get started. We're going to be talking about comfort fiber, which is a new term for most of you, but it's really about how to use fiber to comfort your soul, to comfort your mind, to bring you peace and calm. And that's something that most people really are craving and especially anyone who deals with any kind of anxiety or mental health issues, anything like that, this episode is going to be really, really good for you. So stick around. I can't wait to get started. You're listening to the High Fiber Podcast, where we chase those high vibe feelings while keeping it crafty. So pack your project bag, because we're going on a worldwide adventure to discover the magical, mysterious, and heartwarming stories behind the fibers we love to spin, knit, and squish. In this podcast, I'll be getting up close and personal with sheep, camels, goats, and people to answer all the questions you've ever had about fiber. I'm your host, Kelly Mason, mum, wife, and animal lover from rural Australia. I've never met a natural yarn I didn't like. So let's get excited and get ready to shower them with high fiber vibes. Okay, so here we are ready to dive in on how to soothe an anxious mind with fiber. Now, I know that for most of us, we have definitely heard of the term comfort food. And I don't know about you, but I have, I love food. (laughs) I love all kinds of food. I am not a fussy eater. But when I think about really comfort food, I'm thinking about pumpkin soup, a hot cup of tea, scones with jam and cream, chocolate, pasta, anything like there's a lot of different foods to be honest but those are kind of like my go-to comfort foods and I feel I reach for them more and more as the days get colder we're in autumn at the moment but comfort is something I am craving more and more the older I get not just in my shoes or my clothes also in my food and of course, in my life, like on the whole, I really want to be comfortable. It's one of my real, uh, one of the things I really try and create for myself. So over the past few years, I've discovered that alongside this sort of (laughs) innate love of food and craving comfort food, I also really have a pretty insatiable appetite for comfort pastimes. Now, I'm just kind of making this up. It's not an official term. You won't find it anywhere else. But I really feel like when I'm stressed, or anxious or feeling really sad or sometimes kind of just like bored or paralyzed with indecision if I'm feeling really overwhelmed I typically turn to something very familiar something that I love and often something that's like portable something that I can bring with me out into the world and most of the time this relates to fiber (laughs) so not dietary fiber but fiber as in yarn or uh, roving anything to do with fiber, knitting, crochet, my wheel. I love to kind of bring those with me when I have to face a stressful situation in the real world. 
So that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say comfort fiber. It's those things you reach for, those projects that kind of travel with you or help you stay comfortable at home that really provide solace. And I just think they're so amazing. So I've had quite a few instances where I've really come to rely on this kind of preparation, I guess. I had a really long wait at a fracture clinic when I broke my thumb, so I brought my knitting. Uh, every week I spend about an hour, an hour and a half in a really hot, stuffy, heated pool complex while my kids have swimming lessons, and I bring my basket weaving or my crochet to help me get through it. Just yesterday evening, I had a really long evening uh, with my dog, Joe, who was really unwell and we'd taken him to the after hours vet and got him care, but it was just a wait and see situation. And so I was sitting there with my feet up right next to him knitting while I could keep an eye on him without getting totally overwhelmed with, you know, kind of that apprehensive fear of what could happen. So I really, really love using my fiber and my fiber related pastimes as a tool to help me stay calm. Now, of course, I didn't always do these kinds of things. Uh, I feel like we get a little wiser as we age, <laughs> but certainly over time, I've come to know myself so much better. I can kind of predict what I might do in a certain situation. And so now it's almost second nature for me to prepare for lots of different things in this way. So if I'm going on a trip, I always pack a project with me. Uh, if I'm going anywhere I know I need to wait, I will bring something. I don't like to scroll on my phone, which I know is kind of the default for most people. Next time you're in a waiting room, just have a look around and count the amount of people who are not on a phone, who aren't children. Although even sometimes, you know, most kids are on a phone also. But I really, really try and bring something to do that stops me from scrolling and keeps me grounded. So how does this look in the real world? I know it's nice to say like, oh, that's great, you know, but sometimes things happen that, you know, don't go to plan. But I thought I'd just share an example because for me, I know that sometimes being in a hospital can really make me very anxious. I can get really hot and sweaty. I just get really kind of overwhelmed. The smell of the hand soap, I'm in New South Wales. I don't know if it's a governmental thing, <laughs> but the hand soap they use in hospitals is always the same. And that smell, you know, if you go to the bathroom where you wash your hands in the hospital just like brings me straight back to those really foggy days post childbirth where literally everything hurt and I was just so unsure and so emotional and so even now washing my hands in a hospital even if I'm there just for a broken thumb it really can sort of set me off a little bit. I've also visited many loved ones in hospital, you know, days before they've passed or as they've been going through a chronic illness. And I've had my kids in the emergency department countless times, you know, often late at night in pain as we tackle the hours long wait to see a doctor. You know, hospitals typically can bring up a lot of hard moments for a lot of us. So now that I know that about myself and I know that the, the soap is gonna, you know, make me feel a bit uncomfortable and all those kinds of things, and I'm also aware of what calms me, I can go prepared. So now if I have to go to the hospital for an appointment or to visit someone, I always wear layers so I don't get too hot because heat is a real thing for me. When I get really hot, I tend to faint. So I wear layers, I bring a book or a small crochet project, something to do that's not scrolling. I typically always bring a water bottle, I bring my earphones so that I can listen to a podcast. All of those things that kind of help me feel prepared and allow me some kind of comfortable familiarity are really, really key to having a successful trip to whatever it might be. Now, 
that's great. And that's what I really try to do when I'm leading up to some kind of appointment or outing or even like a social event. I really try and be prepared. But sometimes for me, I get quite anxious and, you know, I can get quite uh, distressed even when I'm at home. So I also wanted to share just uh, a moment I had from just a few weeks ago where I was having a really tough day at home by myself and spinning really, really helped me. So the other week we had a big family trip planned and I'm quite a homebody. <laughs> I'm a real homebody actually. And so is my husband. We just kind of like to stay put. I love travel, but the older I get, the more nervous I get about travel. So anyhow, we haven't been on a family holiday in about three years, like, you know, several nights away from home. We had a six hour car trip. We had all the traffic in the city to deal with. And I was really starting to get stressed. The week before we had to leave, I was super excited and I was just so looking forward to seeing family and being able to do really fun stuff that we can't do locally, like go to the zoo or the aquarium with the kids. We had so much fun packed into this holiday that I was really, really looking forward to it. But then the day before we left, the kids were at school, my husband was at work and I was just packing the car. That was my job. I was going to pack the clothes and get, you know, sort of feed for the animals sorted, all those kinds of things you need to do before you leave home. But the, my brain, my nervous energy just really got the best of me. And I just kind of indulged in catastrophizing like every possible ill that could befall us on our trip. And I was really fighting with my own mind, trying to stay in control and just get my tasks done. But it was really, really hard. I just stress, I get nervous and I know that about myself. So I try really hard to manage that. And by the end of the day, I had done most of the things I needed to. You know, I'm, I'm definitely very lucky. I'm not, you know, um, someone who has trouble getting out of bed or anything like that, but I just stress. And so what happened was I got through the day, but it felt really hard. But then I also realized what else I had been doing throughout the day without being really aware of it. And that was spinning. I had actually sat down to spin at my wheel no less than three times that day, three times. And for me, unless I'm like working on yarn for my business or something like that, or a custom job, that's really rare to sit down and spin three separate times. Typically it would be once per day. But in that moment when I sort of had this really rough day and then I realized, wait a second, I've actually spun a lot of yarn today. I'd sort of been telling myself that I wanted to organize my bobbins and make sure that when I got back from holidays, I had enough empty bobbins to get back into work and all those kinds of things. So I had kind of logical reasons I was giving myself for why I should keep spinning. But at the end of the day, what I kind of realized was I'd actually been spinning because it was calming me and soothing me, which is what I really needed. So even though I never consciously thought like, oh, maybe I'll go and spin and then I'll feel a bit more calm, I sort of kept being drawn back to my wheel here and there for like half an hour or an hour in between all the other little jobs and laundry and all that kind of stuff. So it was just like an amazing kind of light bulb moment for me where I was like, my body actually knew what I wanted and my brain, and it kind of like led me, leading me back to my wheel so that by that night, I kind of felt like I had gotten through the day pretty well. It was still a hard day and I was still pretty stressed, but I had actually, you know, there was no big moments in the day, like it was just a long day, but I had used spinning as a way to like calm down and regroup. And it was just so amazing to me. So I had a totally kind of refreshed love for my spinning practice. And it really allowed me moments of respite and reprieve from the chaos that was literally just inside my head. So I wanted to share that because I know we've all had really hard days 
I just ran into a friend this morning who has a newborn and a preschool age child and like just chatting, you know, sometimes we just have really, really hard days and it's on those hard days that I really lean on my comfort fiber <laughs> to get me through. So spinning yarn really can help support better mental health. And I'm not saying that spinning or like slow making knitting, you know, is the magic pill or cure-all for your ailments. It's definitely not. But what I am saying is it can be such a powerful tool to keep in your back pocket. It forms such an important part of my life and of my sort of whole self-care, my sanity, that I know it can help you too. I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for my members. And it's really, really magical because you can combine some kind of comfort fiber practice with things like daily meditation, long walks. I love to spend time in nature, time with friends. You could use it in combination with actual medication or therapy, talk therapy, things like that. But I just think it's such an important tool that a lot of people don't really know much about or haven't really used in that way. I think we're still transitioning from more traditional ways of treating, you know, anxiety, depression, panic disorder, all of those things. But I think that spinning has such a beautiful power and presence in your life that kind of forms part of a, a bigger care plan. So often I'll have my members say to me things like, oh my gosh, I haven't touched my wheel in months. I feel so awful. Or things like, you know, ah, oh, we moved in three months ago and I still haven't set up my spinning space. And they feel really bad about it because they feel like they should be spinning more often. And what I would say to those members and what I say to everyone who has those kinds of things, because I do it too, sewing is something that's really personal for me. I haven't touched my sewing machine in months and I feel pretty dodgy about that. But I always just remind my members and myself that it's okay. The beautiful thing about sewing or spinning or knitting is that your wheel or your sewing machine is not going to expire. It's not going to disappear in like a cloud of fairy dust because you waited till, you know, the stroke of midnight. Um, it will be there waiting and ready for you whenever you need it. And that's just so beautiful to me because even if you're not in a place where you can use, where you can add you know, comfort fiber to your sort of mental health care, it will be there for you. And maybe, just maybe, when you do make time for it again or when it does fit back into your life, it will come so much easier and it will really uh, support you. In my experience, the more you spin, the more you want to spin, the more you knit, the more you want to knit, like the more you do it, whatever fiber passion you might have, the more your brain and body sort of begin to know the movements by heart. And I really feel you're essentially taking part in a moving meditation without really kind of thinking about it. The combination of like slow movements and the room to think. Some people, you know, create in silence. Some people really zone out and they put music on or a podcast. But the combination of like that mental space to do whatever you want and the slow movements is really, really powerful. So next time you find yourself faced with like a really daunting outing or an appointment, or you're just having a really rough day at home, maybe you're on holidays and you're spending lots of time with people you don't normally live with, try to squeeze in just a little bit of time for something slow and comforting. I promise you it is so worth it. And if you're here, you probably love fiber as well. Try and make it something to do with some kind of comforting fiber practice. And I hope that you'll see some wonderful results. If you love the idea of sort of combining spinning with meditation, I really would urge you and encourage you to head over to my website. There is a link in the show notes just below and read more about my sustainable fiber boxes, Well Spun. Now these actually combine 
curated fiber related meditations that I create myself with traceable like really beautiful high quality fibers. So if you're really getting excited about the thought of spinning becoming a moving meditation and combining meditation and comfort fiber together then you are going to love Wellspun. So click the link in the show notes if you want to read more about that and I hope that this really gave you some food for thought. <laughs> Shall I continue with the puns? I hope it gave you something really uh, refreshing to think about and I really will try and share more about how I use spinning and how I integrate it in my lifestyle to help support you know my issues with anxiety and panic disorder and things like that. So I really hope you found this useful and enjoyable. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I'll catch up soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you loved this episode. I love sharing my passion and my enthusiasm for fiber with you. I have one quick favor to ask. If you love this podcast, could you please leave me a review and a quick rating or send this episode to a friend you think would love to hear it. You can always send me an email, kelly at spindleandcompany.com.au with suggestions or questions or praise. (laughs) And yes, I know email is a bit old school, but you won't find me on socials at the moment because I'm working really hard to be more present in my daily life. Until next time, happy spinning.